UFC 291 live from Salt Lake City, Utah. Place still on my list to visit close to Vegas. So next time I'm out there, I'll probably will plan a trip around there. Excited main card. Uh, I'll be on the main card like usual, providing free picks, leans, price talk, and what to avoid like usual. Bonus this week, I will be breaking down the Crawford and Spence fight, short breakdown, and also what I think free picks and my thoughts on the fight. SystemSportsCapping.com to become a client today. Guaranteed profit each year in each sport. Try Handicap. You can find my records over there, resume, free picks, and much, much more. System Capping on all social media. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. we got free picks over there. Sports news, sports betting news. Everything System Capping is over there. Give me a follow. Much appreciated. Before we get into the UFC card, guys, I do got to talk about my big winner, last week this past week i hit my biggest single ticket in history of system capping with hitting on brian Harmon plus eleven thousand guys uh outright winner at the open championship i found a lot of value at that price uh, i priced him at about plus eight thousand uh, i do pricing on each of my uh bets uh, so I do find value, right? Plus 8,000, plus 11,000. It's one reason I bet it. I also bet it that this is his best course fit in a major. A link style course. Played well the week before the link style. Um, played well in history in his links courses uh, in the past. Also has a T6 last year. So he's a top six golfer last year at the Open. The form was great. So there's value there at plus, you know, 11,000. It's not just, oh, I bet him because... Uh, you, you see a few stupid comments, you know, when people post it, trolls, guys that are jealous, not a part of the system, um, say, oh, you probably just bet all the guys that are plus 11,000 or plus 12,000 and just bet all of them. No, I don't do that. <laughs> that was my only one that was close to that amount. Uh, most of mine were in the plus, I think, 2,000 range, in between 2,000, 1,500 range. Um did have a few favorites that I liked, but I bet anywhere from two to five outrights uh, for the most part, most tournaments. So uh, I found a lot of value there with Harmon. Uh, we also backed him in the uh, top 40 market at plus 125. Uh, so lots of value there on Harmon. Big outright winner. Uh, clients are very happy. I'm obviously very happy. Obviously, it pays. It can invest until the NFL season, which is smart, but you know, it pays for a nice trip uh, that I want to go on uh, anywhere I want to go, really. So uh, that's always nice to have. Like this video, guys, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, of course, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts, uh, review it. It does help me out a lot. Let's do a UFC London recap, and it was an up and down card uh, last week. Uh, past few weeks have been up and down. Uh, let's start off with the main event, though, right? Aspinall shines uh, in the main event as expected. Uh, I didn't expect anything less than Aspinall finishing the fight. 
little quicker than I expected, of course, <laughs> right? It was within the first few minutes, uh, maybe less than that. Um, and Aspinall, he's just very quick on his feet for a heavyweight. Very well-rounded. We obviously didn't get to see any grappling in this fight, but he is very well-rounded as a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, but he's just very quick on his feet with power. He's a nightmare for anyone. I love to see the John Jones fight first, but I do expect to maybe fight the winner of Gone and Spivak. However, if Spivak wins, I don't expect him. He already beat Spivak. So I expect maybe if Gone wins, I think that's a nice matchup. Uh, Gone versus... Um, Aspinall, very, both very quick on the feet, right? I love to see how that fight goes. I expect Aspinall to take him down to the ground and beat him there, just like John Jones did. Uh, so I personally, I know he made that call out. I personally would like to see Aspinall against Pavlovich, the Russian. That'd be a great fight. Both guys have power on the feet. We haven't seen, you know, the Pavlovich or Russian get into grappling style fights and maybe that's where it goes and Aspinall would have the advantage here that's a fight I would want to see uh, but we'll see uh, what happens there uh, Molly McCann right the co-main event upset there I guess you would say it's it's an upset um, I did mention it I personally had Molly McCann but I did mention it to you guys if you're going to bet um, Sterlianko, you bet it by submission. That's the only path that she's going to win the fight. And that's back-to-back -back fights where I said the only path is by submission. And both times they won. Bruno Silva, only path was to win by submission. She caught her. Right? Same with this fight. Molly McCann's uh, takedown defense and submission defense is not good. So I thought if Molly McCann could keep the fight on the feet, she would win the fight. But she wasn't able to. She got caught with a... Uh, she threw a terrible... Um, hook I think it was and then got taken down from that hook because she missed and Storylanko not known to take down you know fighters easily but that was going to be her game plan here caught her in her famous armbar that she's great at and won there so if you did back Storylanko hopefully you got the bigger plus money uh, with the submission because that was the only way she was going to win the fight uh, was by submission uh, I had a single bet winner as my biggest single bet winner on the card it was Lerone Murphy I had a full unit on him. Um, loved him in that spot. He won fairly easily. Uh, stays undefeated. Like what I see from the guy. I'd like to see him uh, maybe in the top 15 soon. Uh, his, you know, he's fighting fairly low-level guys. So I would like to uh, see him, um, you know, get that step up in competition next time. Nathaniel Wood. Uh, we did have a decision bet on him uh, plus money. Uh, he did win a close decision. Good fight. Very close uh, decision. I did think he won. Uh, the first and third. Uh, I think he lost the second round fairly easily. Um, but that was a good fight. I expect that to be a good fight. Um, and it was. Wood gets another win. Feely. It was a close fight. I, if Feely won the fight, it wouldn't have been like a robbery. Uh, I don't think it was. I think it was very close. Uh, so I do think Nathaniel Wood uh, did enough uh, in that aspect there a couple other upsets though right uh craig pulling off uh, a nice upset by a ground and pound finish over munoz i did not see that happening um i liked munoz uh, to get the job done and he was winning the fight up until he got taken down and then just caught on the ground and tko'd finish i guess craig moving down um gave him the strength advantage that's what it kind of looked like there even though it didn't really look like uh in the weigh-ins but uh good win for craig big win for craig that's back-to-back -back losses for munoz um so that is uh interesting there but uh, yeah it was a even card for uh, myself three and three on the um on the week uh in london 
uh, for myself and clients. Uh, five straight uh, profitable weeks before that, uh, before last week. So a little two two uh, fights, two uh, weekend skid here uh, in the UFC. Uh, we were cooking before that, and all the way up to uh, close to 70% on our plays. Um, now back down to close to 65, 66% on the year. Uh, 70% two fight parlays plus 62.9 long term in the UFC market. Seven straight profitable years. PGA, hottest sport right now uh, the past month. 67% matchups on the year. Uh, three outright winners in the last seven events, guys. With two huge tickets with plus 8,000 on Grillo. Harmon last week at plus 11,000. And then Fowler at 1,400. Ticket value in the outright market just under 26,000. Guys, it's been a huge year in the outright market due to hitting those big tickets. Prop market also has been outstanding. Another profitable one last week. 86.5 units long term in the prop market. NFL is around the corner, guys. Over 60 units of profit in the last two years. Back-to-back future winners in the Super Bowl. Future betting card out end of August. Let's get right into this card, guys. Shop around. Have access to multiple sports books. I can't stress that enough. You get the best price, get, get the best prop out there. Boy, minus 150 versus Gaethje plus 125. That's pretty much the line out there. Uh, I agree with the, the pricing here. Uh, BMF title is on the line. Some of you may not agree with that. Some of you guys may be, you know, questionable about this BMF title. Uh, but it makes sense as these two guys fighting for it. Let's be honest here, guys. The rematch we all want to see, right? Two of my favorite fighters uh, to watch and end their headlining this card here in Utah. Uh, Pore does have the one win, right? Uh, over Justin already in 2018. He finished him by submission in the fourth round. It was a while ago. I can say both guys maybe improved over time. Definitely Gaethje has improved. Uh, the line is about right here. Like I mentioned, you know, Dustin should be the rightful favorite due to the win already. And just both where they're at in their career. I think it's fairly even of where they're at in their career. Um, but that that win, right? And also, I do have, obviously, Pori as the more well-rounded guy. He has more paths to win this fight. In my opinion, Gaethje's path is only to catch him on the feet and hurt him. Uh, where Pori has the advantage to hurt him on the feet, also win by submission. So he does have a, an extra path to win, uh, in my opinion. Right? We know Gaethje, his path obviously on the feet hurt you with the big power he does have some wrestling in his back pocket we just don't see him use it enough we've seen a little bit in the fight uh fight uh but Pori obviously has some wrestling as well and he's going to be you know if Gaethje does bring him down to the ground he'd probably be worried about that submission from Pori I don't think it gets there most fights that we see with Gaethje it's on the feet he likes to strike he likes to use those leg kicks and that's where he's going to have the advantage over Pori, the leg kicking game, the kicking game in general, and of course the power on the feet. You know, Pori obviously has power on his feet, don't get me wrong. He's going to be the better, cleaner boxer in there. Uh, and like I said, he will have the grappling uh, advantage, of course. It'll be interesting to see, though, if Gaethje does decide to try to wrestle. This is a five-round fight. Low odds that I see it going all five rounds, Right. I do see it going fairly deeper in the fight, somewhere maybe the last time where it went four rounds, right? We saw the submission win by Poirier going to four rounds. I could see it again going to that type of range, third, fourth, maybe even the fifth round. Um, you know, these guys are going to take punishment throughout the fight. Poirier mentioned in an interview already this week, if this goes five rounds, both of them are going to be in the hospital. And I agree with that. There's just too many big shots throughout the fight. 
um, from e- both guys for going all five rounds. Uh, I have a hard time seeing go five rounds. That's probably my favorite play in this whole fight, fight not uh, to go the distance. But also, you know, to go over the earlier rounds, over two and a half rounds, if you can get that. Uh, obviously, you'll probably pay a premium on that, but that would be my favorite play overall in this fight. I am going to lean Poirier, though. Uh, the price is okay at minus 150. Uh, if you want to improve it, you can get it by finish uh, at plus money. Um, but, you know, just to, lot, to lay the minus 150 is not the end of the world. Uh, <clears throat> so I would look that way. Tough to call by submission or TKO style KO finish. Um, we did see the obviously submission in the first fight. Uh, you could also look and lean that way. That's probably Gaethje's weakness. He does get submitted uh, when he loses fights. But I'm going to have to look Poirier away. It's going to lean Poirier. It hasn't made my client card. Like I mentioned, my favorite play is probably the fight not to go the distance. Um, but Poirier, obviously, he has that one win. Uh, Poirier struggles when the guy can outgrapple him, right? His last two losses in, uh, since you know years and years has been Khabib and Charles Overeem, guys that have a submission game, guys that can get the fight down to the ground <clears throat> or pull off a submission. Gaethje, I don't have him in that category. If Gaethje is more a stander, banger, has the heavy hands, Poirier can handle that, um, and he has in the past. So uh, the play is going to be Poirier for video purposes. Hasn't made my client card as of yet, um, but hey, I'm excited for this fight more than anything. If I don't bet this fight, I'm just going to be excited to watch it. Jan Blakovic, minus 120 versus Pereira, plus 100. Alex Pereira moves up to fight Jan, similar to the Israel, right? He tried to move up to fight Jan when he was a champion. Didn't work out for him. Let's see if it works out for Pereira. It's a title shot. Remember, guys, vacant title. Hill gave it up because he didn't get hurt. Interesting to see how this one will go. Hard to stay off Pereira here at plus money. Hard to stay off it, right? I expect him to be... You know, the much faster guy in there uh, on the feet. Uh, he's training his grappling and wrestling uh, in the rivers with Glorver. Uh, sorry, correction uh, at the top here. <clears throat> Not a title fight. It's a three-round fight. A three-round fight here. Um, go, getting right back to that, though. Training and wrestling and grappling with Glover to get better. He continues to get better, Pereira with his wrestling and grappling. That's all he needs to really focus on, in my opinion. We know he can stand and bang and strike with the best. Um, That's not going to be the issue here. He's going to be faster than Jan. He's going to be better on the feet than Jan. He's going to hit harder than Jan. The question is, is he going to be able to keep the fight on the feet? That's going to be the question here. It's going to be similar to the Israel fight. Jan found his way in the wrestling department against Israel. But let's not get this twisted. Jan is not a wrestler, guys. Okay, he's a striker. Before that Israel fight, he hasn't been getting fight down to the ground. Right, he's fifty percent, fifty-three percent accuracy, and that's mainly due to the Israel fight. <laughs> Before it was below fifty percent. He's not a guy that looks to get the fight down to the ground and like try to chain wrestle. He's a guy that likes to box, throw some leg kicks as well, and keep the fight standing for the most part. Now. I don't think that should be his path here. I expect him to try to wrestle, but is Pereira going to be able to keep it on the feet for the most part? It's three rounds, so hopefully Pereira is able to do that if you're going to back him. I am going to back him here just because it's plus money. It's plus money, and he's the much better striker on the feet, the quicker guy there, in my opinion. Jan's decent on the feet, don't get me wrong. He's slower now, he's older now. He still has that power, though. He's not going to knock out Pereira. Right, he's not going to catch him, in my opinion. I, I I think he's a little too slow for that. 
right? Israel, where he's fast and he did catch Pereira. Jan, I don't think, has that speed where he can catch Pereira on the feet. Way Jan wins this fight is to wrestle and hold him down on the ground. Very possible, right? Pereira doesn't have great takedown defense. He can be taken down. We've seen that. How much is this training with, you know, Glover and the Rivers and and just chain wrestling from his uh, a guy training partners in there? How much is it going to help? We're, we're going to see here. Uh, just because of plus money, it's very hard to stay off Pereira for me. Um, I'm going to have to back Pereira here. He has a big enough body to get up to 205. Where Israel doesn't, right? Remember, Israel, when he moved up to 205, he wasn't even 205. He was like around 200 pounds, right? So Jan probably came into that fight at 230. You got to keep that in mind, guys. Prayer is a much bigger body. So yes, sure, Jan could have success bringing down to the fight. I think this favors Pereira. That's a three-round fight. Keep that in mind. Um, I'm going to have to play Pereira plus 100. Probably will make my client card. Hasn't as of yet. Um, I'm going to watch the weigh-ins, of course. Um, but yeah, it's hard for me to stay off this plus 100 here. Um, Pereira is going to be the play for video purposes. Thompson, Thompson, minus 160 versus Pereira, plus 130. This is a, this is a fun one, guys, on paper, but are the styles going to clash, right? So another exciting uh, fight in my opinion. Both guys have similar karate styles on the feet, with Thompson probably be mo more crisp, more of a master of style and more technical. Where Pereira, very difficult to read at times, right? He's a little more wild in there, but still has that karate style. And we have seen Pereira really grow into, you know, a real fighter and a more disciplined fighter using a more of an MMA approach, not to try to keep it on the feet and being wild. He's been using his wrestling, right? And four of those, uh, f out of his last five wins, four of them went to decision. It was because he decided to grapple and wrestle and mix it up. That's going to have to be the path here again. But can you trust him to do that? Is he going to want to try to make an exciting style fight? If you're going to try to win by decision on the feet against Thompson, it's not going to happen. Thompson's going to win the fight. But if you mix it up and take a page out of the Below Muhammad and Gilbert Burns fights, you're going to have success in my opinion. And he is going to be stronger than Thompson in here. Remember, Thompson has some decent takedown defense. Everyone thinks he doesn't have great takedown defense, um, but it's it's fairly good. It's just guys that continue to chain wrestle and try to take down the fight like Burns and Muhammad did, you're going to have some success. And I think Pereira can do that. It's just, will he? Will he focus on that? Will he just decide to make it ugly, boring, and try to get this fight down to the ground? If this fight stays on the feet for three rounds, Thompson wins by decision, in my opinion. I think this fight goes over the two and a half rounds, and the fight goes the distance either way. Three-round fight. I expect to go all three rounds. If Pereira does have success, I don't think he's going to submit Thomas on the ground, but he's just going to bring him down a few times, have some success there with ground control, and win that way. I don't think he's going to have a ton of success on the feet, guys, if it stays there. Due to that, I'm, going, I'm not going to say Pereira is like a, a big-time wrestler either. He's not, right? And due to that, I think Thompson does enough on the feet and does keep it on the feet enough. And with Pereira IQ at times, even though it is better, I'm going to give him that credit there. I'm going to have to lean Thompson here uh, to steal you know, a decision win due to landing more on the feet. I wouldn't be surprised though Pereira can get this fight down to the ground. So this is probably not going to make my client card. 
I do think there's a path for both guys to, to win it. And in this case, it's going to be Pereira to use his wrestling, make the fight boring and chain wrestle, grapple and get the fight down to the ground. Is he going to do that for three rounds? I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows, but maybe his, his and his team. And is he going to have the success of taking down Thomas time and time again? I don't know, right? So that's why I'm not probably able to get uh, to the client window, a uh, client card for this uh, due to that on a side standpoint. But I do like the fight to go over two and a half rounds and the fight go to the distance. That's what probably will make my client card in some aspect this weekend. Bobby Green, minus 400 versus Tony Ferguson. Yes, Tony Ferguson is still fighting. Not too sure if it's a great idea, guys. You know, if, if you said these two guys were fighting two years ago and Bobby Green would be minus 400, I would probably say you guys are crazy. Ferguson does seem to be a little washed up now. Not much left in the tank, in my opinion. Uh, five straight losses for Tony. And yes, against top-tier guys. Now, I wouldn't say Diaz is top-tier guy now at the end of his career. I just don't see how really... Ferguson wins this fight, right? I know how he can win it is get the fight down to the ground and find a submission, but he's not a wrestler. He's not a guy that just gets the fight down to the ground. Bobby Green has decent takedown defense as well. So I expect Green to just keep this on the feet, win probably by decision uh, on the feet with his boxing and crisp movement. I don't see really how Ferguson wins this fight. That's why it's minus 400. Can you bet Bobby Green at minus 400? No, you cannot. Um, maybe look at a decision. Uh, you know, Bobby Green really doesn't have that power. He's more of a decision win type of fighter. So I would look at Bobby Green here uh, to win this fight. Ferguson, I just don't think he has a ton of left. I've been watching his training. It just doesn't look great uh, from what I've seen at least. Maybe they're not releasing some other training. He's just kind of more in his own world right now. A little mental health issues as well, I think. I just wouldn't be able to get, even though there's some very good value at plus 300 and also Bobby Green on a little fight skid here. Two losses and a no contest. Right? Bobby Green is unpredictable at times too. Not a guy you want your money on sometimes, especially at minus 400. <laughs> so yes, I think Green gets it done probably by decision, just piecing him up on the feet. I don't think Ferguson really has much left in the tank. Kiesa plus 125 versus Holland minus 150. You know, could be another fun one, but we also could see a boring style if Kiesa just decides to chain wrestle and try to continue to get Holland down to the ground. Kiesa attempting to chain wrestle, get this fight down to the ground should be the game plan for him. We know he's not a great striker. Uh, Holland's going to have the chance at some point to hurt him on the feet. Right? He's going to have a big advantage on the feet, in my opinion. Grappling department, you know, Holland's a very good high-level black belt. It's just when he gets down to the ground and fights wrestlers, the guy can keep him usually... Uh, on top of him, um, you know, if Kies is able to keep Holland uh, down on the ground and get some control time there, that's how Holland use, usually loses fights, right? Obviously, when Holland went up against Stephen Thompson last time on the feet, not a great matchup. Thompson, one of the best strikers in the UFC. Kies, totally opposite. Zero striking, in my opinion, uh, with a solid wrestling game. So we're going to see, right? Kiesa, keep in mind, been out for almost two years. Had some injury concerns, had some losses in there uh, when he stepped up and tried to fight guys like Brady, right? He, he, he had that step up. He had that uh, Vince uh, Luque fight as well. When he moved up, Kiesa, he was getting some wins, but when he moved up, that's when it was concerning. Can't say Holland's a move up here. I think it's fairly even here, so there is value there with Kiesa at plus 125. He could easily just win this fight by decision due to his takedowns. I can clearly see that path. But I can also see Holland hurting him on the feet, 
where Chiesa is going to struggle to get Holland down because he's maybe hurt at some point in the fight. Holland has some power on his feet, guys. Remember, he hurts guys on his feet when they're especially not good strikers. And when he fights guys that can just wrestle and chain wrestle, he usually gets a couple shots in there before it gets there. So keep that in mind. This fight's not going to make my client card. This is a fight I usually, you know, I usually find maybe one fight to pass on. I would suggest this one. You know, if you're going to look for some plus money, if you can get Chiesa by decision, plus one in the plus 300 range, I maybe suggest a small unit there. Um, this fight's not going to get my uh, card. I don't like the Chiesa sitting out two years. Uh, not too sure really what he has left in the tank, right? He's doing a lot of commentary lately. And we know Holland can be dangerous on the feet. So uh, this fight is going to be a big pass for me. Bonus, bonus. We have the one of the biggest fights in boxing um, that we have seen in a long time, guys. Crawford minus 150 versus Spence plus 120. Prices vary from book to book. I don't bet boxing at a high volume, but when there's big fights, I do my research. I follow boxing. I watch boxing. I'm 5-1 betting on boxing in the past few years. Uh, I don't bet a ton. I bet big fights only. This is one of them uh, where I was able to handicap and really do some research. We want to see this for years, this fight. A couple of years now, it finally is happening. It's finally here. And boxing starting to put on the big fights that people want, uh, which is exciting to see. We obviously seen with Tank and Garcia, uh, this fight I think is going to be even better. You know, both undefeated. Crawford with more experience, 38 wins compared to Spence's 28. Crawford has uh, 29 KO, Spence 22. Height is about the same. Inch favors Spence, uh, but Crawford does have a two inch reach advantage my favorite play in this fight uh would for probably for it to go all 12 rounds go to the distance um over 10 and a half rounds would be my uh look here if i had to bet it and if you want a side standpoint i would have to look at crawford i do think he's a more technical technical guy uh if you want to get improved that price from minus 150 not a bad price uh you look at the decision and get that a plus money uh, for crawford to win by decision i think spence maybe has a little more power uh, can hurt him but i think crawford uh, is very good defensively i think he's going to be able to see that uh power shots from spence uh, and avoid them i just don't see anyone getting finished in this fight I have a hard time seeing that both guys obviously never lost before, so obviously they've never been finished. Um, but if there is a finish, I think it's late in the fight. 10, 11, 12 rounds. So the over 10 and a half rounds, I think is a good bet there. Um, fight to go the distance as well. Those are going to be probably my favorite plays. The over 10 and a half rounds, probably a little juicy, but if you can get shop around, right? You can get it in the low, um, probably mid to high minus uh, 100. So, um, shop around for that but yeah I'm gonna have to back Crawford here obviously a little more experience um, I think he's one of the best pound for pound fighters uh, in the world um, again the technique I think uh, is going to win him this fight I think his defensive abilities will be able to avoid the big punches like I mentioned uh, and the movement from Crawford uh, will win him this fight it's gonna be close in my opinion if it does go to the judges scorecards uh, don't be surprised if Oh, who won that fight? It's a type of fight, right? So that's why I see a little more value on the over 10 and a half rounds and the fight to go the distance. Exciting fight weekend, guys. You know what you guys should be doing Saturday, watching this card and the Crawford. I don't really know if it's going to interfere the main event and the boxing. I'll, I'll have to look into that. I think it, hopefully right after. If not, I'll have a couple screens going anyways.
Like I always say guys, bet smart and know your limits. Enjoy this card. Mm-hmm.